This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. As a guy who learned the hard way how important proper nutrition is on your health and the great harm excess weight can have on your health, I urge you to get serious about your health with SimpleToLose.com. Diets don't work, and you're really only going to be successful losing weight when you learn how to eat differently. And that is why the free health coaches at Simple to Lose are so helpful. They teach you how to eat six meals a day and why it works. Many people on my team are working with Simple to Lose and their health coaches. As a team, we've lost over 850 pounds. Mary has lost over 85 pounds and wants to live a long life to keep her family strong. Brad's lost 40 pounds, finally feels like he did when he was in his 30s. Chris, whose father died young due to obesity, has lost 100 pounds and is off most of his medications. Change your life, get healthy, and thrive today. Go to simpletolose.com today, not tomorrow. Go today, simpletolose.com. Results do vary. Typical weight loss is 2 to 5 pounds per week for the first two weeks, then 1 to 2 pounds per week thereafter. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi. How are you? Oh, my God. How are you? It is fantastic to be here with you today. Welcome to the Jeff Fisher Show. I am Jeff Fisher. Each day, I get an email called Sparks from TheBlaze.com. They give me the top headlines and the stories that are running for the day on The Blaze. Let's go through this week, shall we? Under the heading Ebola. Lone, this is Monday. Lone U.S. Ebola patient is in critical condition. Homeless man said to have contact with lone U.S. Ebola case is located. American news photographer with Ebola is headed to Nebraska for treatment. A French nurse beats Ebola's death sentence. Should travel in and out of Ebola-stricken countries be restricted? Actor's brutal Ebola joke on Twitter sparked a wild reaction, so he removed it. Now, we can go down each day and then go back, or we can take each day at a time. Let's quickly do Monday, each day at a time. I mean, why go through and then go back, right? Let's just keep moving forward. Uh, Should travel in and out of Ebola-stricken countries be restricted? I think that will be an ongoing theme throughout the week. And the answer, of course, is yes. Actor's brutal Ebola joke on Twitter sparked a wild reaction, so he removed it. What a bunch of wimps. A bunch of wimps. If you don't want to say it, don't say it. If you don't want to print it, don't print it. If you don't want to hit send to your social media site, don't hit send. You might be able to get away with, oh, didn't mean to hit send. It was a joke. I'm sorry. You may be able to get away with that once. The joke? People. People shouldn't be so scared about this virus from Africa. 
He only has two more years of his presidency. <laughs> the actor, Steve Howey. Who is he, you ask? I'll look it up. I'll tweet it for you. I'll tweet it at Jeffy MRA. I will tweet the story. He deleted. I think he forgets that people can screenshot, save, forward, retweet, and still have a copy of what you did. But people got all mad at him, and he deleted it. Steve, Steve, Steve. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. Tuesday. Did something miraculous happen to cure Dr. Brantley of Ebola? Spanish nurse is the first person outside of Africa to contract Ebola. You know what you want to hear. Glenn Beck's How to Stay Ebola-Free song. Oh, we will hear that. This is how U.S. health providers are prepping for Ebola. Obama on Ebola. We don't have a lot of margin for error. Did something miraculous happen to cure Dr. Brantley of Ebola? He is fantastic. He just spoke here in uh, Dallas uh, last night. I heard driving in uh, this morning uh, into the studios that uh, he spoke and they played a little bit of his speech and he sounds good and he was being very thankful. And, uh, and I thought he was going back to Africa, but maybe the doc decided, hey, you know, things are pretty good right here. Uh, Spanish nurse, first person outside of Africa to contract Ebola, and I believe we've sparked controversy we'll probably get to that on another day of ebola headlines because she had a dog this is how the u.s health providers are prepping for ebola i don't even want to open that story because i'm sure that they're just making a couple rooms available and they'll be quarantined if it starts to go it's going to jump ahead so fast i don't know that we're going to be ready to keep up but and President Obama on Ebola, we don't have a lot of margin for error, then why aren't we restricting the travel? Barack is my question. But, hey, what do I know? Wednesday, Ebola headlines, the innovative approach used to treat the Dallas Ebola patient. Um, whew, boy, that sounded good on Wednesday, didn't it? Um, about those suits that are supposed to protect workers from Ebola, they don't really. Oh, my God. <laughs> Authorities in Spain ordered to euthanize the dog owned by Nurse Nisi, and they got wound up in Spain over a dog. CDC planning new travel-related measures to fight Ebola. Uh-huh. How U.S. healthcare providers are planning to deal with Ebola. Uh-huh. Thursday. Now... The first patient has died. Very sad. Very sad news. We thought it was actually looking like he was stabling out. And it was, uh, you know, it looked like maybe he was going to make it. Well, that may be just the reports that we were hearing, so they were trying to make us feel better. But uh, it was very sad that he died in the family. I mean, now they've, they've closed on everything. They've got the family in isolation. They've got all the, well, let's do the headlines. I'm sorry. Now what? What will be done with the body of the U.S.'s first Ebola victim? Uh-oh, another possible case has emerged. Man who had contact with the deceased. He really had contact with the room. Uh, here's everything we know about the new patient hospitalized over Ebola concerns. Despite massive public outcry, Spain euthanized the dog owned by a nurse. 
Plane offloads woman who vomited in flight. She had no fever and was never in Africa. Uh-oh. Let's see. <laughs> she actually may have just been a sick, a little airsick. Uh-oh. She vomited. Get off the plane. Now, the good part for her is that everybody just was like, oh, no. Um, I think she's sick. Get her off the plane. If I'm on a plane and somebody starts puking, I want them. That's not a bad thing. Are you going to take her off, or am I going? Because I don't know that I want to stay on this plane. And kids, don't step in the uh, don't step in the puke there on the plane. Okay, let's go. We're off. Friday, Ebola. The biggest story is associated with the big story. Update on the test result for the man who was exposed to the Dallas Ebola victim. Border agents catch an East African man sneaking into the U.S. Why this is scary in light of Ebola. This is why you don't joke about having Ebola, especially if you're on a plane. The life of the first Ebola patient to die in the U.S. before the virus hit him. Ooh. So the joke, so this guy's on an, air, <laughs> this guy's on an airplane flying, and he's joking around that he's going, I think I have Ebola. <coughs> I do. I think I have Ebola. And you know he's joking. But you can't, you just can't joke about that stuff. It's too, it is way too soon. Uh, the question of too soon, yes. And uh, and really, you have to, what the uh, authorities will say is that, you know, they have to take people at their word. Now, I know we're joking. If you watch the video, I'll I'll tweet the story. If you watch the video, uh, when they land, the guys with the hazmat suits come on. <laughs> If you watch some of the faces around on the plane, you get the look of, uh, yeah, uh, we know you were joking, but take that. Shut the hell up. And you get the look of, oh, thank God. Thank God the authorities are here. Get him off the plane. So it's pretty good. I, I'll <laughs> it's well, well worth the watch. Really good. Uh, and we also know that the uh, uh, test result for the uh, police officer that actually didn't touch anything, just walked into the apartment of uh, the uh, African man who just passed away here in Dallas with Ebola, and he was feeling sick and had a fever and went to the hospital. And <laughs> I'd like to be Millie, working at the hospital and, you have a fever? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I have a stomach ache. I really don't feel good. Uh-huh. Uh, I really have, I've got the, I've got the, I've got really bad epilots. And I don't feel good. My nose is running. I've got this fever. Okay. Um, I have to ask this, uh, you know, just say, you know, in today's world, <laughs> have you, uh, have you been to Africa or come into contact with uh, anyone uh, with, uh, with Ebola? Well, yes, I I have. I I went into the apartment of the man with Ebola. Uh, yes, you have. You have. I'm going to slide this window shut now, sir, and I'll be back. <laughs> you wait right there. Don't move. And go ahead and just breathe down between your legs. But don't breathe on Michael's hiding glass window here. Right. I'll be right back. <laughs> How bad does Millie feel then? Oh, my gosh. Frightening his neck. Now. What? You 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 haven't heard the Ebola song? Are you kidding me? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, my kids, 
walk, been walking around the house singing this stupid song all week. So from me to you, the Ebola song. Keep away from eyes that bleed Don't lick vomit off the street And I know you don't want to die So slowly back away from that infected guy Stay in Ebola free Stay in Ebola free Don't eat that raw meat and see We'll all be Ebola free Keep away from those sweaty sheets Keep away from discharge that secretes And if you want to call me your fear Put down that glass of diarrhea Stay in Ebola free Stay in Ebola free don't touch others' poop and pee And we'll be Ebola free Just wash your hands and you will see We can be Ebola free Nice. Very nice. Just remember, put down that glass of diarrhea And you too can remain Ebola free. Here we go! This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, today, this week, here in uh, Dallas, Texas, Las Colinas, Irving, you know where I'm at, DFW, the Metroplex, uh, broadcasting live from the Mercury Studios, uh, we also have the God Guns and Giving Week going on. Uh, today is the big shooting event uh, at uh, Elm Fork Shooting Range, and then uh, there's the museum is still open here at the Mercury Studios. The museum is amazing. If you have the opportunity to get here today, do it. Don't say, oh, we'll wait till Glenn makes it free and puts it in trucks and travels across the country. Just come here and see it. He will and is going to and said he's going to, uh, you know, load it up, put it in trucks and hit the road. He will do that. I promise. He's got it in his head. It will happen. Uh, but if you can get here today, uh, today is the day to see it. Every, everybody's been here all week working on it. Uh, it's been unbelievable. The The people volunteering for Mercury One are fantastic. Thank you so much for coming here to Las Colinas and volunteering for Mercury One. And the God Guns and Giving. The dinner was last night. Uh, Glenn and David Barton spoke. And then Jeff Allen. Uh, had a little comedy at the end of the night with Jeff Allen at the God Guns and Giving uh, dinner. And uh, 
I know there's, uh, you know, I, I saw one picture already. I forgot that I put the uh, the Miss Texas was at the dinner last night. And I may have stolen her sash and put it on. Uh, so there may be a picture or two of me wandering around with uh, the Miss Texas sash on. She was, and she was, you know, did you know that they get really mad when you take their stuff like that? I mean, you, you kind of think, hey, you know, she's Miss Texas. What's she going to do? She's a girl. What's she going to do? I'll just take it. I'll walk around with it for a while, pretend I'm Miss Texas. She was not happy. <laughs> wow. They get really mad. Boy, think how mad she would have been if I had taken the crown. Because when I first met her, I went, hey, uh, nice crown. Mine's better. <laughs> oh. So then I took her sash. That that ticked me off when she didn't like my crown joke. So I took the sash. What do you think? Good plan? Bad plan? Eh, she didn't think it was that good a plan. Welcome to the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Uh, man, you don't need to go anywhere else when you're listening to uh, when you need broadcast radio news and information. This is the place for you. Coming up immediately following this broadcast is Michael Pelka and his broadcast, Pure Opelka. At 8 a.m. Eastern. At 9 a.m. Eastern, Will Kane and S.E. Cub take over the microphones. Chris Salcedo at noon, Mike Slater at 3, and Joe Paggs at 6. No need to, any, to go anywhere else than right here at the Blaze Radio Network. To participate in this broadcast, you can dial 1-888-900-3393. East of the Rockies, you can dial 1-888-900-3393. West of the Rockies, you can dial 1-888-900-3393. International callers, talk to your international. Get the code for your, get your access code for your country, then dial 1-888-900-3393. And you too can participate in this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, day 194 for Sergeant Andrew Tamarisi being in jail in Mexico for making a wrong turn. Shameful. Shameful that that man is still in jail in Mexico. Shameful. One of the things that I want to try to get into today, we got to talk a little bit about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, my gosh. We have to talk a little bit about, I want to read the police report. I have not read this yet, so you and I will share it together for the first time. Uh, I want to read the Sarah Palin police report from her family brawl. If you're not familiar with the family brawl, we'll tell you what happened. But it looked like there was some kind of Palin (laughs) drunken brawl uh, that took place. And, yes, Sarah was there. And we're going to talk, I saw uh, the... uh, President Obama, Columbus Day proclamation. We may have to read a little bit of that. Um, and if you get a chance, look up the story of the this is the, the Pope Pius the Seventh story. Uh, I just heard we have his Bible in the museum here in Texas, uh, and I was told the story of Pope Pius the Seventh, and uh, unbelievable. We we have his we have his his actual Bible that he was but how he got the job how he became Pope uh, what he did 
after he became pope, his little uh, uh, world with uh, Napoleon uh, back and forth, uh, amazing. Uh, Napoleon decided that he was going to like him and then called him called him into Paris and then decided, you know what, this guy's getting bigger cheers than me, so I don't like him. Get out of here. The Pope said, hey, you did that to me. I don't like you now. I'm going to excommunicate you. And after he was, after uh, Napoleon was excommunicated, things went downhill for him. And uh, Pope Pius VII went up. So we've got his Bible and we've got, there's just, if you can come to the Mercury One Theater or and see the museum, do it. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. How are you? 888-900-3393 is the phone number. If you'd like to participate. There are no restrictions on that particular line. I can give you another line where there's restrictions, but that line, that line right there, no restrictions. Just call. Before we get to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, where it's been reported pop star Katy Perry is going to be performing at halftime. Yes, Katy Perry. That wouldn't surprise me, actually, and it might not be true. It has. I don't think that's been 100% confirmed yet. It's just been uh, multiple reports, and you know how multiple reports in today's world work. One guy says it, then another person repeats that guy. And then another person repeats that girl. And pretty soon, multiple reports say. And they're all just working off the same little tagline. So it's possible that, uh, you know, after her little stint on ESPN Game Day last Saturday, that uh, the world said, she, oh, she needs to perform at the Super Bowl. She was pretty good on ESPN Game Day. Oh, it is Saturday today, too. We do have some college football today, and I'm not going to be able to see much of it. Very, very disappointing. Missouri Tigers taking on the Georgia Bulldogs. 12 noon Eastern, Columbia, Missouri. Probably catch it on ESPN2 or regular ESPN. I'm not sure. Check local listings. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, we could talk football if you'd like. I mean, instead of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, I'm willing to talk some football. Uh, I've turned Pat Gray. Uh, who is you know on the Glenn Beck radio program with myself and Stu Gear? I you know he's got me kind of hooked on the BYU Cougars now, and they just let me down in an overtime on Thursday night against UCF. They should have won that game. They should they lost their quarterback. We could talk college football. We can we could talk football. I'm happy to talk football. My oldest son, if you don't know, played for the Missouri Tigers, which is why I'm a Missouri fan now. M-I-Z. Uh, they're going to, Georgia comes into town. I will be amazed if Missouri can beat Georgia. Would love it. Probably not going to happen. 
but I would love to see it. We'd move up and a little bit farther in the top 25. Georgia might get kicked out of the top 25 if they lose to us. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And there were some big losses last week. Oh, my gosh. Big losses last week uh, in the top 25. So if you were a team that lost last week, tough week to lose. Because there were some, if if you won, you would have moved up the ranks quickly. As BYU found out. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The 2015 inductees. And, you know, you can vote. So I just tweeted uh, from my Twitter account, at JeffyMRA. Uh, cast your vote for the 2015 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Go ahead. Cast them. Now, the Rock and Roll Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. The Paul Butterfield Blues Band. The American Rock and Roll Collides with Real Southside Chicago Blues. Yeah, uh, no. Chic, a powerful combination of groove, soul, and distinctly New York City studio smarts. No. Green Day. Perennial punk adolescence true to the basement and garage rock band ethos. You think, Green Day? Well, you know, to get in, artists become eligible for induction 25 years after the release of their first record. So all the criteria, influence, significance, uh, contributions to the development and perpetuation of rock and roll. Okay. Is that true with Chic? Next in line, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, a potent mix of hard rock, glam, punk, metal, and garage rock that's relevant in an era. Oh, I read that wrong. That's relevant in any era. Is it? Is it? A potent mix of hard rock, glam, punk, metal, and garage rock that's relevant in any era. Is it? Oh, my gosh. Beginning in 2012, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame opened nominee voting to fans around the world. The top five nominees, as voted by the fans, count for one ballot entry, which is weighted the same as individual ballot entries submitted by members of the international voting body. Might have to find out who the international voting body really are. Next in line, Kraftwerk. The foundation of all synthesizer-based rock and roll electronic dance music. Uh, no. The Marvelettes, Motown's first official number one hit makers. Eh, no. Well, maybe. Eh, maybe. Maybe, maybe. We're going to back up on my no on the Marvelettes. Maybe. Right? Motown was a huge influence on all genres of music for years, and so it's... No, no, very possible that the Marvelettes should be in there. Uh, NWA, massive influence, sonic power, and boundary-smashing perspective. Nine Inch Nails, the sounds and sights of transgressive art launched into the mainstream. (laughs) Nine Inch Nails? 
The sounds and sights of transgressive art launched into the mainstream. Yeah, uh, no. The Ahmet Ertegun Award. Songwriters, producers, disc jockeys, record executives, journalists, and other industry professionals who have had a major influence on the development of rock and roll. Please note that in 2011, the Ahmet Ertegun Award was replaced has replaced the non-performer category. Oh, oh, I was wondering what happened to the non-performer category. Okay, so Ahmet Erdogan Award replaced that in 2011. That was dumb of me not to know that. Next in line for the 2015 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees, possibly going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the swinging town of Cleveland, Ohio, Lou Reed. 40-plus years shaping the sound and sense of contemporary music. Maybe. Maybe for Lou. Maybe for the, who was the other one? Marvel X. Maybe. Maybe. Artists whose music predated rock and roll, but had an impact on the evolution of rock and roll and inspired rock's leading artists. The Special Selection Committee elects the inductees in the non-performer and early influences category so there's the Early Influences category, the Ahmet Ertwin Award, and, of course, the Performers. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Award for Musical Excellence. Ooh, this category was introduced in 2000. It honors those musicians, producers, and others who have spent their careers out of the spotlight, working with major artists on various parts of their recording and live careers. Though they often play a key role in the creation of memorable music, The public rarely knows them by name. A separate committee selects the inductees in this category. Please note that in 2011, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Award for Musical Excellence has replaced the Sideman category. Oh, see? Just when you think the non-performer category and the Sideman category were just thrown out for nothing, they just gave it a new name. Next in line, the Smiths. Four bandmates, five years, four albums, and a vast sphere of influence. Yeah, uh, no. The Spinners, one of the world's most beloved R&B vocal groups. Yes, they are. Maybe. Maybe. More from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2015 possible inductees. Sting. A singular worldview reflected in a broad musical palette. <laughs> I love this guy. I was writing these. It was tremendous. Sting. A singular worldview reflected in a broad musical palette. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Sting's already in, right, with the police. So eh, it doesn't set precedence for him not to be in there. Does he deserve it as Sting? I don't know. That's, you know. We'll see. I like Sting. I, I do. I like Sting. But, you know, he's already in. Stevie Ray Vaughan, a f- fiery show stopper who influenced a generation of blues players. He did do that, and Stevie Ray should be in. He definitely influenced the guitar playing for uh, for years and years, and probably still is. And uh, he needs to be in. He's Stevie Ray Vaughan. Hello. Next in line, War. A steamy mix of blues and soul, rock and R&B, built on a strong Afro-Latin foundation. 
a steamy mix of blues and soul, rock and R&B, built on a strong Afro-Latin foundation. They had no idea who they were, but uh, no. And next in line, and last but not least, the 2015 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee list, Bill Withers, a unique composer and vocalist with songs that spoke for everyone. Bill Withers, a unique composer and vocalist with songs that spoke for everyone. I love Bill Withers. Uh, no. Bill, I love you. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Hello. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. So I'm... Before we get... I, we'll go down to Sarah Palin. The fight here in a little bit. But Okay, so I got... Uh, I got the new Samsung S5. I love it. It's beautiful. Does everything. Almost don't need my tablet anymore with this thing. I'm, you know, I was just thinking about that last night. Do I really need my tablet? But how do I tell my daughter that the case that she got me, I really don't like? She was so happy. She brought home a little case. Nice. She put it on. It's got the little clip like I like. It does have a little clip that I like. But the overall thing. I'm going to have to find a way to tell her, look, baby, I love you, but we're going to have to find another case, okay? Maybe I take her with me and just pick out the one I want and move on from there. I think that's what I'll do. So we've got, we're here at uh, Mercury Studios live, and uh, I was just I was laughing because I went out to take a look uh, in the break to see if anyone was here yet, and there's a few people uh, getting ready to kick off the day here for the museum, but when I first got here, there's only the security people, and so I thought for sure they'd come up and uh, talk to me outside when I pulled up, because I parked in a different spot than what I normally park in, and uh, nothing, so I come in the building, and I mean, I how you doing, guys? And uh, so the one, oh, okay, it's you. And so I come come back in, and the guy, the one security police officer, off-duty police officer, is with the I said, tell you what, we'll load it up, we'll get it out of here. I split it with you 50-50. He didn't think that was funny. Huh. Figure that out. So Sarah Palin, big fight. Big fight, Sarah Palin. Are you kidding me? Jeez, the whole family, the whole Palin damn family is fighting up in Alaska. Agonizing. Six big takeaways from the story, according to CNN. Uh, when he arrived shirtless, heavily intoxicated, and belligerent at first, track Palin, Sarah Palin's adult son, was about to step into a white limousine with his parents, Sarah and Todd. They'd all been at the party of 
Klingenmeyer's house. Jack told the officer some guys were talking rudely to his sisters and making them cry, so he stuck up for them. When one of his friends, identified only as Stephen, got punched by one of the rude guys, and the fight started. Todd said that's when everything escalated, and it was a situation they couldn't walk away from. <laughs> yes. Got news for you, Todd. Yes. Yes, you could have. And if I'm Sarah, I would have. I don't know that you get into... I don't know that you get into the fight of uh, Sarah. Sarah Palin's family got into a fight, and she drove away saying, hey, screw you, I'm not going to fight with you. But why not? Or she just sits in the limousine and lets it all play out and doesn't get involved. Right? Sarah Palin did defend her daughter, Bristol. I love I love my Bristol, she wrote. My straight shooter is one of the strongest young women you'll ever meet. I have to say, this is a proud mama, right up there with their work ethic and heart for those less fortunate. My kids' defense of family makes my heart sore. As you can imagine, they and my extended family have experienced so many things, liberal media-driven, that they have crushed others without a strong foundation of faith. And I'm thankful to our friends. Are you, Sarah? Are you? Well, I hope so. I hope so. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. No, seriously. One more tremendous hour of broadcast time with me today, and then Michael Pelka comes on, then Kane and Cobb, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slato, Joe Pags. You know what? You don't need to go anywhere else. You've got Michael Pelka with his program immediately following this. Then you've got Will Kane and S.E. Cup. Then you've got Chris Salcedo. Then you've got Mike Slater. Then you've got Joe Pags. My gosh, Saturday is a full plate that we give to you free. You're welcome. So I retweeted this uh, yesterday from uh, at Howard Weaver, who tweeted, uh, it's a cartoon with a fat guy that's uh, got a beer, a cigarette, French fries, a super big gulp, and a hamburger with a scary face on it, screaming, Ebola! And underneath Ebola, there's obesity, 300,000 deaths per year. Tobacco, 450,000 deaths per year. Alcohol, 88,000 deaths per year. Hmm. I don't know if those numbers are correct, but I'm pretty sure that there's more obesity, tobacco, and alcohol deaths than one in the United States from Ebola. 
Mark in Maryland, you are on the broadcast. Welcome. Good morning, Jeff. Hey. Uh, yeah. Whenever you read any book or anything, you got to follow up the storyline, and there's always a storyline behind every great writing. And one of, one of the uh, things is I, I love to sit back and try to figure out different storylines. And you look at that uh, the comic strip series that came out, uh, comic book uh, V for Vendetta, and eventually they did a movie on it. Yeah. They showed where the government or the powers that be allow certain things to happen and continue to happen to a point to where everybody's on their knees screaming, oh, great government, oh, great king, please save us. We need to be saved. (laughs) And then they take over, put more control on the people, and by controlling more of the people, they make more of the money on the backside. Because there's always two sides to every coin. And the whole Ebola thing uh, is, hey, man, you can't just let a good thing go unused. And they're going to make all kinds of political heyday. They're going to make a lot of money on this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And people are going to turn around, and they're going to be looking for that magical leader to come bail them out. Well, fortunately, we already have that. Oh, yeah, we can't, you know, they wouldn't let that happen to us now. That's At least very they true. wouldn't let us think so. So, I mean, what that, that's what you believe our end game is, is that we just want to have our uh, fearless leader uh, take over everything? Basically, here and elsewhere in the world, you got to follow the storyline. Uh, the Bible. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I said that word. Uh, I'm in trouble now. I know. We don't. Uh, has a storyline. Every book has a storyline. You just It's the reading the story behind the story. Thank you very much. And I believe that Mark, uh, you know, perhaps he didn't realize that he was saying what Gwyneth Paltrow said uh, at her little dinner with, uh, you know, Barack Obama, uh, she was, uh, well, she called President's push for equal pay very important as a working mother. Shut up. A working mother. And she also said, it would be wonderful if we were able to give this man all the power that he needs to pass the things that he needs to pass. Yes. Yes, it would, Gwyneth. Yes, it would. I forgot to mention that uh, also our uh, troops have arrived in the Ebola hot zone. Uh, They showed up uh, Thursday, which would have been late Thursday, Friday for us. Uh, Six U.S. military planes arrived in the hot zone. So, yay, it's fixed. It is fixed. No problem. No problem. Uh, welcome to the broadcast. 888 is the phone number if you want to participate, which Mark just did. You can tweet me at Jeffy MRA. You can Facebook me, uh, Jeffrey Fisher. You can email me, 
jeffy at glenbeck.com. You can listen to the broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. You can download the broadcast. Go to theblazeradio.com slash radio and just click on the little download sign and pick your choice. Choices. We have choices for you. You get to decide how you want to download it. Gosh. We're giving you, let me see, let me get this right. We're giving you broadcast shows. We're giving you choices to download it. We're giving you a website to go to to get more news than you want, to do a little bit of your own homework. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You are welcome. It's unbelievable. Huh? I mean, we just give and give and give and give. Just never seem to stop. All right, so I'm driving in today. It's raining here in the Metroplex. Very disappointing. It's going to be beautiful tomorrow, but it's very disappointing. I hope the rain blows through because I want to go shooting today. I want to go shoot some of them there clay pigeons today. I don't want to come back over here to the museum and see me some some Bibles that are worth a lot, a lot of money and some other stuff. My other favorite thing here at the museum is the uh, sitting bull death mask. Really, really cool. I want it. Not mine, though. And they won't let me take it. (laughs) I know. I know. Go figure. So if you're in anywhere in the area, show up. Come on. Let's go. Show up. You know where it's at. It's right here. Mercury Studios. Las Colinas, Texas. Just come, all right? If they tell you, they may tell you outside, hey, they're all booked up. Just say, look, I got an extra 250. Bring cash. We'll let you in. I don't know that to be true, but I know that if I were you and I wanted to come today and I didn't have a ticket, I would show up with cash and just say, here, a couple hundred bucks, let me in. Someone may let you in. For a couple hundred bucks, someone may let you in. I don't know that. They might kick you out, tell you to get lost. But if I were you, I would attempt to get in with cash money. not saying you're going to get in. just saying I would give it a shot. But that's just me. So I'm driving in today. It's raining. And I'm cruising along and I'm picking up the pace. And then I, I then I all of a sudden I get gun shy again because whenever I'm driving in the rain, I'm reminded of the morning that I'm driving across the Gandhi Bridge from St. Petersburg, Florida into Tampa. Going across the westbound span of the Gandhi, Boulevard, Gandhi Bridge. And... Uh, it's raining, and I'm driving. I'm driving. I've got. I'm driving a Dodge pickup truck. Yes, I, oh, I. I love that truck. The red Dodge pickup truck. Love that truck. Extended cab, V8, Fox. I, just, I loved it. Anyway, the uh, so I'm driving. Uh, I'm driving across the bridge, and it's raining, and I'm going. I may. I may be driving a little fast. You know, I don't know. I don't recall. But then I hit, uh, you know, I hit the post, started uh, hydroplaning, oh, and it's early. It's like 4.30 in the morning, the same, about the same amount of time that I was this morning when I'm driving in, so it's the same t- time of day. And I start to whoosh, and so I'm losing a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have any control of the wheels, and I look in my mirror. There's no traffic. I'm okay. I said, all right, well, no problem. I'll just ride this out. Whoosh. And then it starts going a little bit farther, and I start to spin. Whoosh. And now I'm going backwards. I'm facing, facing the way I came. Still no cars, though. I'm okay. And then I spin around again. Whoosh. 
and I cannot get control of this stupid truck. And then, bam, into the guardrail. And then backwards all along the concrete. And then turned around another circle, and I've got them sticking out into the into the roadway. It's a two lane bridge, two lanes with a with a, a, a side side part, you know, so you can kind of get another car off if you're, you know, if you're pull off for emergencies only. But it's tough. And as I'm and I'm finally and my my seat says so extended cab breaks and falls flat back. So I'm laying flat in the cab of the truck, not moving, raining, storming, just got done hitting the guardrail. I know the tail end of my truck is sticking out into the road. Crap, I'm going to get hit. So I sit up. I look out my window. Yes, lights are coming. But I'm way over uh, on the inside of the bridge so I know the cars can get by. I'm okay. As long as they see me, I'm not going to get hit. And it's it's really raining. It's really raining a lot. So, I mean, I don't really want to get out of my truck because it's really raining. I don't want to get soaking wet. I'm already shook a little from the accident. Okay? I don't really want to get out all wet. So, <laughs> I call 911. And I, you know, I tell them where I'm at, what's going on, what happened. And... Uh, so that they can get somebody to take care of the traffic on the bridge because we're coming up on prime time pretty soon. There's going to be more and more traffic. I know that. And so a truck comes by, and he drives by real slow and sees that it just happened. And so another car comes by, and he the one car stops, pulls over into behind kind of my truck. He gets out, and he comes over to, he comes over to the rider's side, and it's locked. You know, So I'm like, I'm not opening the window to talk to this guy. It's raining. It's storming. I know that he got out of his truck, and he's a real nice guy. I got it. But, you know, I don't really want to get all wet, so I just kind of rolled down my window a little bit. Yellow. Yeah, I'm fine. I just uh, already called 911. I'm fine. Uh, Thank you for stopping. Appreciate it. Uh, Everything's fine. Roll my window back up, and he runs back into his truck. Now, he's soaking wet. I'm still dry. I'm, uh, you know, I'm still kind of shocked from the accident, but I'm not getting wet, okay? I'm just not. If I don't have to get wet, I'm not getting wet. So I'm reminded of this this morning driving in. So I slow back down. I slow it back down a little bit. I'm like, okay, I don't want a hydroplane here. and You know, there's no guardrails, and I'm going to end up off to the side hitting some hill on the side of 114 in, in the Metroplex. And then if you're inside, uh, once I get inside the, the heart of the Metroplex, then there's concrete everywhere. And concrete and automobiles, when together... And the automobile hits the concrete, the car usually loses. Just letting you know that if you don't already know that. So that got me thinking about flying cars. Because earlier in the week, we heard about this Slovakian firm who had, they're saying that their car is ready to go. It's a flying car. And you watch the video and it's like, uh, okay, it really isn't, uh, you know, it's not that guy seating for sure. But it's definitely not fat guy seating in that car. Where are you going to put groceries? It's more of a plane that can be a car than a flying car. Right? Now, there's plenty of companies that talk about having flying cars, you know, kind of ready to go. Uh, they think they're ready to go. 
you know, there's uh, the uh, Terra Fuego uh, has got a car that they say is, you know, flying car and ready to go, uh, almost ready to go in production. Uh, they've had a lot of money. They're good to go. Uh, he's saying that he's already got uh, people ordering them. Uh, he's saying that uh, 100 customers already uh, have placed pre-orders. $279,000 for this one. Okay? $279,000. That one's not even out yet. Okay? And this one will uh, fly at speeds of 100 miles an hour and could go up to 10,000 feet. They're saying 2016, something like that for that car. This one's ready to go, the one we had up on the Blaze, uh, theblaze.com uh, earlier this week. This one, and you see the video, and it's, it is ready to go. It's just not what you think of when you think of a flying car. So I'm driving it this morning. I'm thinking, boy, boy, flying cars couldn't do that. And then I'm trying to think the infrastructure is not ready for flying cars. It's just not. It's just not. Now, we talked about it a little bit on the Pat and Stu show earlier in the week. And as much as I hate Stu... He did have a, a you know a, brought up a good point about the flying cars. Maybe outside of cities, you know, over the interstates, you're able to fly, and then in the cities, you're not. You know, you're you're banned from flying in the cities. Kind of like that. That's not bad. Uh, you know, along the interstates, uh, you put a you know you're able to have like a little uh, runway takeoff area, and if you have a, if you have a car that flies. Uh, you know, you pull over and you take off along the interstate and you can fly inside these particular zones that aren't in the cities. Love that, which would get you places faster. Now, how high do you fly? Who regulates it? Our infrastructure is not ready for flying cars at all. What will happen first is we'll have the drive. You'll have the driverless cars, which I am for. I got no. I love to drive, but I'm okay with not driving. Just get me where I gotta go. I am a huge fan of that. So if there's a, dry, a car that I can get into and say, "Take me to work," and then I can read, I can walk, I can sleep, I can do whatever I want. I can't walk, but I mean, I can read and I can I can listen to music. You know what? If the car's big enough, I could walk around. And then, uh, you know, and it gets me there. I am good with that. Once we have that down, then you could have the flying cars, automated flying cars. Nothing could go wrong with that. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Keep away from eyes that bleed. Don't lick vomit off the street. And I know you don't want to die. So slowly back away from that infected guy. Stay in Ebola free. Stay in Ebola free 
Don't eat that raw meat and see. We'll all be Ebola free. Keep away from those sweaty sheets. Keep away from this charge that secretes. And if you want to call me your fear, put down that glass of diarrhea. Stay in Ebola free. Stay in Ebola free. Don't touch others' poop and pee, and we'll be Ebola free. Just wash your hands, and you will see we can be Ebola free. Oh my gosh! Do I hope and pray that we can all be Ebola free? Very important. Wash your hands and stay away. From poop and pee. Others poop and pee. And we can be Ebola free. So much more of this broadcast coming up right after the bottom of the hour news. Keep it right here on the Blade. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. How are you? 888-900-3393. That good. Very, very glad to hear that. Uh, they're getting ready over at God Guns and Giving. We're going to do some shooting today. If you can make it out or if you're part of it, we'll look forward to seeing you out there. Uh, if you have an opportunity to come to Mercury One uh, Studios and see the museum, today is the final day of that. However, Glenn talked last night uh, in his, uh, in his uh, pre- and during-dinner speech uh, at uh, the God Gives God Guns and Giving Dinner, uh, that uh, he wants to take it on the road. Now he's talked a little bit about that uh, off the air. I I know we talked about it off the air. I don't know that he talked about it on the air, although he talked a little bit about it on the air on radio yesterday, big time uh, yesterday. He wants he's uh, really uh, really hot on taking it on the road. So I would count on that happening. Uh, whenever the man gets something in his crawl like that. Pretty much sticks. Going to happen. Just the way it is. Uh, 888-900-3393. And they're so, oh my gosh, I don't know what you'd take on the road. I don't know what you'd pull, what you'd take, what you don't, wouldn't want to take. Everything that he's got going on here in this museum is tremendous. On top of the technology that they're calling the you know the 4D experience uh, on World War II is amazing. And uh, once that is perfected, I mean, it is really cool now. And once it's perfected, it's going to be super cool, if you know what I'm saying. 
And so, you know, you got that to look forward to. And he wants to go take it on the road, and he wants to make it free. So, you know, he wants to pull up and open it up at a park and say, come on. We're doing a show. We're doing this. Here's the museum. Here's this. Take a look. It's all free. Thank you very much. Here's some lemonade. Get out. We're moving on. Box it up. We're heading out. So I'm sure that's going to happen soon. Typhoon Vong Fong bearing down on Okinawa. It wasn't just a few days ago we had Typhoon Vong Fong, the strongest, most beautiful storm ever to be in the ocean. Thankfully, it wasn't going to hurt anything. Now Typhoon Vong Fong is heading for Okinawa. It will do some damage, but it has weakened. By the time it goes over Japan and Tokyo, it will be only tropical storm force winds. 60 to... 40 mile an hour winds. We're still around 100 now. It's still hurricane or typhoon strength. So if you're anywhere in the, in the Okinawa, Japan area, be ready for Typhoon Fong Fong. I can't stop saying the name. This is why I had to do the story so I can just get Typhoon Fong Fong out of my system. And I don't know that I got it out of my system, to be honest with you, but I had to say it a few more times just to try to get it out of my system. Typhoon Vong Fong. No? Didn't work that time? Okay. Tucked away. I met a number of people from the state of Ohio the last few days. I think we have half the state of Ohio uh, here in Texas uh, at the museum and at part of you know, a part of God, guns, and giving. Because every time I, uh, hi, hi, Jeffy, how you doing? Oh, yep, we're here from Ohio. I mean, is it something? Okay, I got it. I, I grew up in Michigan. I, I was raised to hate Ohio. Is that the only people that I can meet in my life? Are people from Ohio? I met a lot of people from Ohio. But one thing that we didn't talk about when I met these people from Ohio is the portal to hell. Tucked away behind the Ohio woods exists Satan's Hollow. It's a storm drain that serves as a gathering spot for devil worshippers. It's one of the best known, least seen. It's an urban legend. It's not an urban legend. You saw the photos. It is the portal to hell. If you go down there, you look and there's paintings and drawings and yes, an altar room. Because the legend, it's not a legend, it really happened, claims they managed to open a doorway to hell. If you look at the vintage, the tunnels are emblazoned with six, six, six. Who wrote this story? Six, 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 and other signs associated with the devil. Yes. Guess what? Six, six, six is a sign that's associated with the devil. Oliver Darcy. Yes, Oliver, that's correct. Rumors even persist that a demon known as the Shadow Man guards the portal of hell. Do we see it? He is some kind of hall monitor from hell, left here by Satan to guard these tunnels. The Shadow Man is said to appear in the form of a human, only completely blacked out, hence his name. <laughs> Well, okay, so, I mean, 
Now it's turned into a tourist trap. I mean, let's be real. Okay. But it'd be kind of fun to see. What do you think? I mean, it is Ohio. So what else are you going to do in the state of Ohio? Go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and see if Sheik is in there? No. No, but you could go to the Portal of Hell. That would be fun. Look, kids. It's the portal of hell. What do you think? No? All right, so we talked about Ebola. We talked about uh, flying cars and dying in car crashes. We talked about the portal to hell. We talked about uh, the fight between Pope Pius VII and Napoleon. And we have both their Bibles in the Mercury One Museum here at uh, the Mercury Studios in Dallas, Texas. What's left to talk about? Oh, I know. The Entrovirus D68. Uh, Way, uh, way, way, uh, way, 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 way more people infected than Ebola. Okay. Uh. Right now in California, 32 patients. However, uh, in Hamilton, New Jersey, we've had a death. And a total of 14 cases of the Antrovirus 68 have been confirmed in New Jersey. There have been nearly 700 cases nationwide as of, of last Thursday. Uh, according to the CDC, uh, symptoms of the virus include cough, runny nose, sneezing, body and muscle aches, and possibly a low-grade fever. Uh, symptoms of the virus include cough, runny nose, sneezing, body and muscle aches, and possibly low-grade fever. Boy, that doesn't sound like anything, does it? (laughs) That doesn't sound like anything at all. So don't worry about it. The Entrovirus D68. Listen, you all listen to this broadcast, homeschool your kids, so don't worry about it. And I'm sure that your kids don't play with any of the other kids in the neighborhood that go to public schools. I'm sure that you don't touch any of the shopping carts at the grocery stores that those people touch. <laughs> and I'm positive, positive that the lady who just sneezed in her hand and then picked up the box of macaroni and cheese and put it back on the shelf, that's the box that you put in your cart. You didn't really touch that, so don't worry about that. You don't have to worry about anything because it's all good. Everything is fine. Everything is awesome if you're part of the team. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Welcome to the broadcast, Pure Opelka, with Mike Opelka. That's funny. That's a 
call it pure Opelka. His name is Michael Opelka. He comes up uh, in just moments on the Blaze Radio Network immediately following this broadcast. And then uh, Kane and Cup, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, and Joe Pags round out the day on the Blaze Radio Network. So in Nebraska, uh, are you ready to call your kids uh, Purple Penguins? Because that's what the Nebraska School District in Lincoln, Nebraska, wants you to call the gender-inclusive school district. Stop calling them boys and girls. Call kids Purple Penguins. We have pretty much lost our minds. So I saw Marcus Luttrell last night wandering the hallways at God's Guns and Giving. He's going to be out at the shoot today. And it got me thinking that if you haven't seen, as I'm going, I'm trying to go through uh, some stuff. I've got a stack of paper here that I never get to things uh, every week. I say, oh, get to that, get to that. So I'm just going to run through some stuff here uh, before the end of the show, uh, stuff that I haven't gotten to yet. Bradley Cooper playing Chris Kyle. If you have not seen the trailer for that, uh, it comes out the end of December, uh, right around Christmas, uh, in uh, American Sniper. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, at least the trailer. I hope the rest of it is just as good as the trailer. Got me thinking about that because I saw Marcus. I'm going to see him again today. Hello, Lone Survivor. Marcus, what's happening? How you doing? And he'll be as jovial as ever, I'm sure. This particular... This particular piece of paper has been with me forever. Which massive cultural event from the past 50 or 60 years would you have wanted to attend? Throw this from a Pat Gray email to me. Woodstock, MLK March on Washington, The Moonwalk, Taping of I Love Lucy, The Fall of the Berlin Wall, JFK Assassination, Rosa Parks Refusing to Move. Would you like to have been at those? Woodstock, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe would have been. You know, at the time, it would have been it seemed the thing to do. Uh, looking back at it now, did you want to be there? Maybe not. Maybe not. But I was just—I can't remember who I was talking to that was talking about actually being there, and being sitting right in front of the main board there in the middle of the hill. Who was I? anyway? And they were telling me all about Woodstock, and it was a pretty—it was fascinating story because they were there for the entire thing, uh, drug-free at least. That's what they said. Uh, the MLK march on Washington, eh, maybe. Uh, Moonwalk—that would have been cool. I would have been okay with going to the moon, being on the moonwalk. Taping of I Love Lucy. Dude, I mean, I saw—I was at when I was, uh, you know, real little, uh, little youngster. I remember seeing her. Her car at the Universal Studios, so I got the same thing. Uh, fall of the Berlin Wall. Eh, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Yeah, JFK assassination. I would not have wanted to have been there. I would not have wanted to have been to the assassination. I'm okay with looking at it and seeing it and thinking how bad you felt looking at it on television, feeling that you were there. Here would have been a completely different thing. Don't you think? I think so, for sure. Uh Another piece is murder comes naturally to chimpanzees. We'll just leave it at that. You can figure that one story that story out for yourself. And if you live in Illinois, fifty percent of you want to leave if they could. Connecticut, forty nine percent would leave if they could. 
that's right. Think about it. Think about it. States where the fewest residents would leave if they could. Uh, in the middle is uh, tied for second place is Oregon, New Hampshire, and Texas. Uh, first place is Montana. Uh, only 23% said that they would leave if they could. And uh, what's actually kind of since Texas probably has the biggest uh, biggest land and most people probably puts us number one. I'm just saying that since I'm in Texas, I'm, I'm saying we're number one. This is the way it is. Get over it. Uh, Colorado. Minnesota, South Dakota, and Wyoming, all way under 30% of people want to leave if they could. So, I mean, they want to stay in those states. But Illinois, 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 who else is from Illinois? I can't remember. from Illinois? I don't remember. Connecticut, and then you have Maryland, Nevada, Rhode Island, New Jersey, New York. Well, these all, what do all these states have in common except except for Illinois? Connecticut, Maryland, Rhode Island, New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts. One, two, three, four, five, six out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Those are the top ten. Six out of the six out of the ten Northeast states. Huh. Huh. Amazing. Amazing. Then you've got Nevada, which is kind of an anomaly out there in the middle. And then you've got Louisiana, Mississippi, both together in the south, way south. Uh, you know, 40 or 39% would leave if they could. And then, uh, and then Illinois coming in at number one. Everybody wants to get the hell out of Illinois. That's an amazing thing. Listen, have a great week. We'll see you back here next week for more fun and frivolity. No reason to go anywhere else. Stay right here on the Blaze Radio Network. And I don't know that uh, if anyone has told you this or not, but you look great today. I mean that. You look great. I, you, you look great. Except uh, oof, you're not really going to wear that all day, are you? Okay. Okay, okay. I mean, I told you it looks good on you. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.